Hi guys, I'm so glad you're joining me. Am I losing you with these long conversations? I'm so sorry, I, I really hope not. And you know what? I'm gonna keep it short for the next few weeks, I promise. So let's get started. This is Pause and Ponder Podcast and I'm Susie Weber. Okay, so the topic for today is in Luke chapter 5. I don't know what it is with the fives. Last time it was John 5, and now I'm in Luke 5, but oh well, that's where I am. So I was reading Luke 5 the other day, and um, I got to this part that stopped me in my tracks, and that's what we're going to ponder today. So here's the passage. I think it's pretty familiar. Luke 5, starting in verse 17. On one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles in the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. So what stopped me? It was just that last part, when he saw their faith. Jesus could see their faith. Now, often we'll hear Jesus knew their hearts or heard them murmuring, something like that. But this time it says he could see their faith. And it made me pause and ask myself, can Jesus see my faith? What was this faith that Jesus saw? He saw some guys who believed in Jesus' power so much that they had faith that Jesus could help, that he would help, and they had enough faith that Jesus could do the impossible. So they took extraordinary action. They had a faith that persevered because the door didn't work, so they tried the roof was public. They didn't wait around for a private moment with Jesus. They did it in front of a rather huge crowd and a faith that was genuine. They trusted. They trusted Jesus to help and they didn't tell him how to help. They just got their friend and put him in front of Jesus. It wasn't a faith created by actions. That would be like thinking our good works save us. It was a faith that could be seen in their actions. When we think about faith, all the many verses that talk about trusting the Lord come to mind, like trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. They are in essence saying, have faith, faith in God. But today we're specifically looking at what this faith produces or what it should produce. When we truly trust God, what actions result? What is it that Jesus sees and calls faith? This kind of faith reminds me of Hannah when she left the temple smiling, not pregnant yet, but with the hope that Samuel had told her, God heard your prayer. No longer lamenting in prayer, but walking away, trusting. I think it's the kind of faith we see in Nehemiah when he asks the king to let him take time off and asks him to provide all of the supplies to rebuild the wall. And then later, his faith in the protection and provision of God can be seen when he tells the enemy, we are going to partner with you. We won't compromise. The same kind of faith, but a different look, is in the Israelite girl 
we don't even know her name, the one who is taken captive to live in a strange land and be a prisoner. Talk about being surrounded by darkness and difficult circumstances. But we see her faith when she tells her master, Naaman's wife, that she worships a God who heals. And if he will go talk to the prophet, maybe he will be healed too. Don't miss that. We see her faith in how she treats her enemies. And that's the thing. The Bible is full of people who had faith. But what we can see and what God sees of their faith, it takes so many different forms. Where do you see faith in the actions of people in the Bible? And then there is beyond the Bible times. Believers in all times and even today have had faith that can be seen. This kind of faith reminds me of Brother Andrew. Have you heard of him? He wrote the book God Smuggler. It reminds me of him as he prayed that God would blind the eyes of customs officials when he was smuggling Bibles into the Soviet Union. And God did. It's a great book, God Smuggler. This kind of faith reminds me of when I was about five years old and my mom asked my older brother and I to come into the living room to pray over our little brother who was about to have surgery. I remember that just being an ordinary part of family life. It's a faith you can see. Taking action because I believe Jesus will act on my behalf. It's what every missionary does when they send out support letters or commit to go serve somewhere before the funds appear. And it's what we do when we tell someone we're going to pray for them or even stop in the middle of what we're doing, maybe even in the middle of a conversation, to just pause and take the issue right to the Lord. Why would we do that? It's because we believe God is listening and that God will respond. It's what's happening when we offer to serve in a way we never have before, like maybe Sunday school, teaching a Bible study, leading worship, or going to an evangelistic outreach. Trusting God to give us ability, strength, wisdom, and love for that service to others. And it takes faith. So let's just think for a second, you and I. What have you done? What have I done? When have I taken action because I trusted God to act on my behalf? Can you think of anything? Or maybe the question is, what could I do this week because I trust God to give me wisdom, to provide, to work through me, and to be faithful to be with me? What could I do? For me, it might be reaching out to someone, trusting God to lead me to the right person. That isn't something I do super easily or even think about all the time, but trusting God to tell me who I could spend time with, who I could text or call, that would be a way that for me. What about you? Here are some more ideas of what faith can look like. It can look like patience, contentment, hope, endurance. Remember all those verses about being steadfast? Really, the only way to be steadfast is trusting God. It isn't our own willpower or determination. It's trusting God over and over and over. Which one will be present in your life today because you are fully trusting God? Let's think about this. How do we get this kind of faith? How can we have the kind of faith those guys had who 
got their friend through a crowd, removed roof tiles, and lowered him to see Jesus. How do we get that kind of faith? Well, first, I think it's a gift. We ask God to increase our faith. It's a gift from God. So prayer, to ask God to increase our faith. And second, I think this kind of faith comes from obedience. When we obey God in hard things or scary things, we end up experiencing his character and we're reminded of his attributes. And I have found focusing on who God is increases faith. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Study the attributes of God and it increases faith because our understanding of who he is grows, so our faith grows. And the third thing I think that can give us the kind of faith these guys had is prayer, more time in prayer. Not just listing what we want, but just communing with God, meeting with him, focusing on him. I think that time with God increases our faith. And a fourth one would be in community. Faith increases in community. Those guys came together to Jesus, and the guy on the mat, he had the help of his friends. So we need to remember to encourage each other to trust God so that our faith will increase. We need each other for this. And I hope this episode of the podcast will encourage you to not only have faith, but act on that faith. We all need this kind of encouragement because we all have times of doubt and anxiety. We all do, where we are faced with our weakness and our shortcomings. Times of doubt or flickers of doubt. Is God really going to help me through this? Or even, where are you, God? If you are feeling those flickers or maybe full-fledged flames of doubt, can I encourage you today? All of the people I mentioned so far in the Bible and elsewhere, they didn't know how it was all going to turn out when they were going through it. They were real people with feelings just like ours, and they didn't know what would happen. But I think this is when they differentiate between what they know and what they feel. And we need to follow their example. Faith looks like giving truth first place and feelings second place. And that's what they did. And that's what we need to do too. Don't forget that piece of armor in Ephesians 6, the shield of faith. It's used to block the fiery darts of the enemy. I picture a soldier inching forward in battle, hiding behind the shield as it gets pelted with flaming arrows. But the soldier is slowly inching forward as the shield blocks the arrows. And that's what steps of faith, or a faith that can be seen, is like in the midst of doubt. Remember the definition of faith in Hebrews 11? It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Substance and evidence of trusting in what we cannot see. And the next verse says, For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. And that is true for us too. When we inch forward, blocking doubt with the shield of faith, faith in what we trust is true about God. Our faith can be seen and becomes our testimony of how God has worked in our life. What to do when we doubt? I'd say get in community and ask your questions. Share your doubts. Don't hide them. Don't be fooled into thinking no one else has them. Cry out to God like Gideon did. Just like Gideon, show me. Give me eyes to see that you love me, that you care, that you are here. 
And then remember, faith isn't knowing what will happen. Faith is clinging to God as he leads you through the dark. And on the other side, if others around us are doubting, we need to do as Jude said and treat those who doubt with mercy. I would add kindness and gentleness. Okay, one final thought about this verse from Luke 6. Another cool thing about this seeing faith is to look back at the whole verse. It said, And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. I think this verse, and in this context, pretty much sums up the salvation prayer. And I love that. Because instead of a formula to follow, like, repeat after me, pray this, it is as simple as this. Pray in such a way that Jesus can see that you trust him fully. Pray in such a way that Jesus can see that you trust him fully, that Jesus can see your faith. When he can see your faith, even in prayer, then he will forgive your sins. Now, I, I do that too. I've done that with kids, pray after me, you know, and relied on a sort of formula prayer that sums up what it means to accept Christ as your Savior. But I love this way of looking at it, that we need to pray in such a way that he can see our faith or hear it, you could say, in our words. And I think that's pretty cool. A faith that can be seen. Jesus saw their faith. And Jesus has seen the faith of every single person who has turned to him in repentance, confessed him as Lord, and trusted him for salvation. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit will guide each person listening to specific ways that Jesus wants to see our faith in action, and then give us the faith to go do it. Let's pause and ponder that. Till next time, thanks for listening.